0: Welcome to Oral Phonic, a podcast about Fodfic. Today's topic is going to be all Avengers all the time, basically. I am Miss Marina95, and
1: I'm here with Pettica and Jenna Pod.
0: And just a heads up
2: to anyone listening this will be Captain America Civil War spoiler free. Yes. There's no spoilers for that movie in this episode, so you don't need to avoid it if you haven't seen it yet.
1: Just us being in a general yay Avengers mood because of the movie so so I
2: think we're gonna start with some news perfectly timed for this episode Marvel Big Bang is running again and it allows podfic yay yeah very exciting I did it last year so you can sign up as a solo and podfic is the main work or you can sign up as an artist but you can do it so that you partner up with the author right now or wait until like the claiming post goes up
1: so not only are they including podfic but they've given us options yeah yes. so there's three different options and i think that is marvelous yes yeah that's awesome
2: but probably the one that'll be most easy for everyone is the solo
1: sign ups close may 15th so you have today to sign up <laughs> Go for it. Okay, um, our second piece of news is about the Franco-Podfic exchange. Now, this is basically at the moment, it's a call for information. By the time this airs, possibly they may be getting into signups and things we don't know. And basically, they're looking for people who want to do a French-language Podfic. A lot of the comm itself is in French. So we're assuming if you want to do this exchange, you probably speak French. So hopefully that won't be a problem for you. But I personally cannot read most of it. So <laughs> that's something that interests you it's awesome when we're seeing like different language podfics coming out. So that would be a really cool exchange to have some good people uh, participating. So
0: cool. Well, I'm going to
2: add in and we don't have dates yet, but I don't want to miss it in case it goes live before june 15th which is our next episode but pod together is around the corner so that's a fun exchange where authors and pod figures sign up and collaborate on making a project together so keep an eye out for that it's going
1: to be coming out soon and that's all the news we've got moving on to talkbacks yeah, we've got two not actual talkbacks, but rather comments that were left on our website. And the first is from Love the Heaven regarding the Harry Potter Podfic episode, which was, I think, two episodes ago. Yeah. And basically she's got a comment about Femplash, particularly Luna and Tonks. Just saying that they're two of her favorite characters. And if you join the fandom too early, you know, they, they didn't come in until book five. So she thinks there might be a, a little bit of a gap there for people who were already kind of established in their ships. But that Luna particularly is the most developed female character who's, you know, in their generation. And she's also one of the easiest to read queer, which I think is true. Um, that makes a lot of sense to me. And then Tonks has a little bit of that, too, even though she does end up in a straight relationship. But obviously, you know, that's not that's not what we care about. That's never stopped fandom. <laughs> fandom. But um, yeah, I think she makes a good point. You can read the whole of it um, on our website and we'll link that.
2: And similarly, Yue Nuth had been listening to our Podfic Tips for Newbies episode. And in it, I had kind of mentioned mm-hmm. that I don't always know how to find newbie Podfickers. And she pointed out that AO3 has a first Podfic tag that people sometimes add to their works. So if you look at that tag, you can find people who this is their first Podfic going out. So that's a cool tag that I hadn't thought to look into before. So thanks for
1: that advice. So I think that's all of our
2: talkbacks.
1: And now on to the main bit of the episode.
2: So we, (laughs) I got a little wreck happy in this episode um In in our notes i have <laughs> a little a little. yeah i have 80 recs. Yeah. so this isn't going to be done the same way that we've done some of our other episodes <laughs> where we just go through the top ones on ao3 and i have it broken down into sections mostly by pairing or gen but i did want to start off with a few general mcu podfics that have multiple pairings in it and the first one is Toaster Verse, which I have talked about multiple, multiple times on here. The main body of that was Podfic by Hananobira, and it mostly features Steve Tony and Clint Coulson. And then related to that verse, there's Phil Coulson's case files on the Toaster Verse, and. A ton of podfickers have podficked in that, myself included. But I'm going to highlight one specific one from that Mm -hmm. verse. Coulson knows Tony Stark's supervillain name. And that one was read by Carrie Vaughn. And it's a hilarious story where, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. is worried that if Tony decided to take over, that he could. And there's a joke earlier in the series that, like, they're
0: kind of backup plan for that is to take steve hostage like the contingency plan for how to stop tony is get to steve essentially yeah
2: (laughs) so this one is they like decide to like play it out and see how bad they would be like how badly tony would beat them and they have like this massive shield wide and it even goes beyond shield because like it's a paintball game war yeah and like Tony ends up like mailing paintball guns to like the X Men and shit. Yeah,
0: it gets so intense. It's really good.
2: <laughs> and, like Fury's like calling in Shield agents from like like Montreal and and other countries and stuff to try calling and deal in with reinforcements. this. And it's just hilarious and very fun. And you get to see some of the wider cast as well because you would not believe who wins the paintball. Yeah. And I will leave that as a secret. Yes. That's my <laughs> clickbait wreck. <laughs> that toaster verse, I'm sure if you put all the podfics together, you'd probably be getting around two days worth of audio. Yeah. Like I know Hananobira's section alone yeah. is over a day. Mm-hmm. And then all of the case files, Pretty there's warm. a lot of them. And there's like some fun like OCs and stuff.
1: It's, it's, it's a really fun verse. So I think it's quite a good verse for potfuckers to dip in and out of. Like you see people who've just done like one section or another because a lot of them are kind of standalones, you know, even though they're wired into the, you know, verse as a whole, you don't have to have done this whole long thing. So it's quite nice. And
2: if you don't know anything about Avengers and are interested in learning more, that verse has a lot of world building in it. So it, it almost kind of diverges from the actual MCU. But there's a lot in there that like would help you learn the characters of the MCU and just like some of the basis of like the crackiness. Of, yes. Like this is the one that has like flying Roombas and yeah. where, where Clint declares himself <laughs> yeah. king of like a garbage planet. And I love it. like it's ridiculous and amazing. It's just really fun and it introduces you to a lot of the mcu so that's why i had it as like my first rec
1: well looking at this fandom as a whole um i think it's pretty obvious that slash is the dominant thing and part of that is just there are a lot of guys in the team, right? And there's probably three main slash pairings that we've we've looked at. And if you look at AO3, you'll see immediately that they dominate. And that is the highest number of pod fics specifically is Clint Colson, which I actually found kind of surprising. I don't know if the same is true for Fick or not. The second is Steve Tony. Yeah, I would have thought of the three, I would have thought Clint Colson was the lowest, but I was surprised by that. Everyone I know except for you guys, is Steve Bucky. Like My my London people, everyone, Steve yeah. Bucky is crazy. And my flatmate is obsessed. So, so that's the third one. So Clint Colson, Steve Tony, Steve Bucky in that order.
0: <laughs> I think the
2: thing is, I mean, it's a four-year-old fandom since Avengers movie came out. And it's an eight-year-old fandom since Iron Man 1 came out. And it's like, 90 year old <laughs> fandom since the comics. comics started. So there's a lot of history there. So, like, Clint Coulson was entirely movie based, yeah. <laughs> based on like 30 seconds of interaction in Thor. And they were great, like, blank slate characters. And there was a lot of that. And I think Clint Coulson often ends up in. As secondary pairings too, so I find that a lot of Steve Tony stuff also has Clint
1: Colson. Yeah, that's true. So that'll up the numbers.
2: Yeah, whereas like the Clint Colson stuff isn't as likely to yeah, include other pairings. So they were big like once Thor started before even Avengers came out. Steve Tony was a very strong comics. especially like the civil war storyline that happened in the mid 2000s Mm. in the comics. So when they knew that the movie was coming out, like a lot of people started imagining what was going to come in the movie and started on Steve Tony. And when that first Avengers movie came out, Steve Tony was huge. Like I did a Pudfic in like 2012 after the movie came out when I wasn't even in the fandom and I was like shocked by how popular it was. And Steve mm-hmm. Bucky though is the, new- the the pairing du jour new- where ever since yeah, Winter Soldiers, movies, yeah, yeah, it's been the main pairing. So, but Pudfic yeah. takes longer to make than Thick does in a lot mm-hmm, of cases. True. There's less of us making it, so it's certainly the majority of what's being produced today, but is not like. When you look at overall what exists in the fandom, it's, it's yeah. the third, so.
1: I feel like I should say like I although today I'm going to talk about Steve Bucky just because that was the hole that I needed to fill as far as like how our reckless was looking. I listen pretty equal opportunity and read as well. Like I am not an OTP or an Avengers really like I, I tend to kind of float around. So and I think that's nice. Like it's it's a fandom where I don't have a particular yeah. idea of like if if something's good, I'm going to listen to it. You know,
2: I'm the type of person that when I join a fandom, I download like everything in that fandom, and so I have like 1,500 Marvel-related podfics on my computer, and it's out of date. There's enough of them now that I don't default download if I know I don't care about that pairing or that whatever. But I like the Mm -hmm. huge variety of pairings that I listen to. My only thing is, I am pretty OTP-ish, and I'm oddly okay with breaking up my OTP if it's het, or Fem Slash, although that doesn't happen as often since I'm mainly a slasher. But I'm not as okay breaking up my Slash pairing for another Slash pairing. So since I fell in love with Steve Tony, Steve Bucky just hasn't worked as well for me. So that's why I was like, we need you to bring
0: the wrecks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have brought them. Anyways, it'll be good. So do we want to get started on sure. Clint Colson? Yeah, let's go. Clint Colson.
0: So the Homeless Clint verse. Oh, I've listened to that. It's so great. It's fantastic. So the Homeless Clint verse by Tiny Pink Mouse. Uh, I think there's two. Is, did you like both stories? Yeah. I think yeah. there's two stories. And it's a really interesting kind of AU where Clint is kind of living on the streets and is really sick and Coulson kind of takes him in and they just kind of learn to live together and yeah. like have this budding romance, even though Clint is... He's young. He's and and
2: He's Coulson's young. older and that's the one of the biggest impediments to their relationship yeah. is they're just yeah. And and also Coulson doesn't want to take advantage of Clint because sure. Clint doesn't really have anyone else to rely on.
0: Mhm. The story did really well with it and it had really interesting uh, Clint's brother Barney was in it so there was interesting family stuff going on. Although
2: that was more the second story. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. End of the first, he goes to. Live oh yeah, his yeah, yeah,
2: you're right. And then the second one, he's in. Yeah, and Clint's at the Shield Academy and trying to deal with that, and and like the awkwardness of like dating a high profile Shield yes. senior agent while being in the Shield Academy. So it's it's so cute. And it's so a fun. cute
0: verse. Um, and Tiny Pink Mouse is awesome, and like the the everything about it is really good. I I highly recommend it, even though it is it's an AU. Yeah, agreed. It's also a good one that, like, if you don't know much about the pairing,
2: it's an AU, it introduces a lot of stuff. And, like, what happens a lot in Clint Coulson is it borrows a lot from the Fraction comics. Because there's, like, very little canon for Clint and Coulson. And, like, now we're getting to see more of their characters, but, like... It's very different from the Fanon characters. Yes. So a lot of it is based a bit more on, like, the Fanon characters of them and working in some of the Matt Fraction comics for Hawkeye. Because they are great comics. They are wonderful. Yeah, the next one that we have on the list here is Catch Your Voice by Ragnam. And it plays a little bit from that, like, 30-second scene with him and Thor, (laughs) where Coulson's talking to Clint over the comms. And this is a story that starts off where Clint's on a mission and his whole team is dead and he's, like, trapped. And then suddenly this voice comes on the comms and starts, like, helping him get out. And that keeps happening. And Clint kind of falls in love with this voice, yeah. which, as a pod figure, I
0: so love. It's very cute.
2: And eventually, like, they meet and there's, like, the near-death yeah. experiences and stuff. But it's it's a very cute one. And it has, like, that voice porn that I appreciate.
1: Yeah, so I don't know that one, but I love I like that description. You know, like he falls in love because of the voice. It's really
2: yeah, it's and, nice. the, and the competency porn. Like, like that's the main pillar yeah. of and Coulson is his Competence competency.
1: Think, yeah.
0: Okay, so right in front of your face by CC Rambles, it's a wonderful, and it's basically like Clinton Coulson have been kind of in a relationship this whole time, keeping it on the down low, and decide to get married, and then go around and tell everyone about it. And, like, no one believes them. Or, like, is totally shocked. Didn't even know they were dating. Yeah. And it's just really cute. A lot of really cute, like, team feels. And them being like, we thought everyone, like, what? Nobody <laughs> we knew? didn't think we were hiding it that well. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> really well done. Really cute.
2: Sissy Rambles is great at finding, like, little cute things. Yeah. That's, she's awesome at that.
0: And so the next big
2: pairing of MCU is Steve-Tony. And like I said earlier, like a lot of it was built on the comics pairing. Steve Tony was a popular pairing for the fandom in the Mm mid-2000s. There was a lot of fic that existed before the movies were even on the radar. And some of them have been podficked. So we kind of broke them off. Into comics podfix versus movie podfix. Mm. Although there can be a lot of crossovers especially from movie verse to comic verse, because there are people that have read the comics that watch the movies and incorporate some of that into the background, or a lot of it just kind of becomes fan in. But we have a few here that are more purely comics that we're going to start with. And I think we need to start with Secrets of a Successful Marriage, read by carrie Avon, because it is amazing.
0: It is really good. So basically the premise of it is that Tony is a supervillain and is married to Steve, who is Captain America.
2: But neither of them know. It,
0: they both have secret identities. Yeah. The whole podvic is really well done, and the story is just... Uh, it's it's yeah. hilarious. It's just... Also...
2: Tony didn't super mean to become a supervillain. He was mostly doing it for fun. <laughs> and then Nazis joined his club, and He's things like, went okay. downhill. downhill. And then suddenly... He gets called to a club meeting, and they have Captain America, who they're going to execute in front of everyone. And they go and check who it is first, and and Tony's like, shit, that's my husband.
0: And it's just, it's really good, and it kind of talks about, like, the the, weird line.
2: Yeah, and I love, like, the bickering that they do. Like, at one point, they're they're like fighting each other, like, tr- almost, like, trying to kill each other. And they have, like, these fish, this fish yeah, tank. They're, like, marriage, like, they're, we're committed enough to have fish. And he's just, like, not the fish, not the fish tank. When they're, like, fighting. It's just so
0: cute. It's very cute. And w- it works through the issues really well and the, like, I guess, dilemma that Tony is going through and that Steve is going through. And, and so the, they can the get, the get a Yeah, nice happy ending. Yeah. yeah. It's so fun. It's very fun. And it has identity porn, <laughs> which is
2: Lindsay's favorite My thing. My huge
0: kink, yes. That is Lindsay's thing. Okay, when the lights go on again, we wrote that it was by everyone, and that's fairly accurate, but a special shout out to Dr. Fumbles McStupid because she's, she's the coordinated one everything. everything. Yeah. It's really well done. I was in it. Lindsay was in it. A lot of people were in it. And we have this under Steve Tony, but
2: actually a lot more of the like emotional relationship was actually between Carol Danvers, who's Captain Marvel. And Wanda Maximoff, who's the Scarlet Witch. So that has some nice femme slash in it. And it's like, it's 19 hours yeah,
0: long. Yeah, I see. Just about 20 hours yeah, long. It's, it's
2: almost 20 hours long. So. Wow. A little hint of femme before we get to that section. <laughs> <laughs> but it has like all of the MCU characters. And it's a, it's pretty AU because it's about an alien invasion.
0: Yeah, and it it has really good world building, I think. And it's a good, I guess, intro to comics because, yeah, it has all these characters.
2: But doesn't rely on knowing much of the events that happened before this AU started.
0: So, Bizarre Love Triangle by Dr. Fumbles McStupid. That one's another Identity Point one. (laughs) And so the basic premise is Steve is friends with both Tony and Iron Man and doesn't know that they are the same person, where he thinks that oh, that, that Tony is, is lo- in love with Iron, Iron
1: Man. Man. Oh my gosh, that one's hilarious. It is so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's really,
0: yeah, it's really well done. And it's just, it's really hilarious. Just yeah. like, cause obviously because we know that <laughs> Tony is Iron Man. It's a really good pod fake.
1: So let's move on to Steve Tony in the MCU. Yeah, I'm looking at this list. I've listened to more of these than the comic ones, probably just because I don't really know the comics that well, so those aren't going to appeal as much.
2: Like for me, when I first got into MC, like into you Avengers in general, like Steve Tony. Yeah, I fell into Clint Coulson mm-hmm. purely by happenstance. And I then,
1: remember that actually.
2: Yeah, it was kind of the first podcast that I listened to was Clint centric, and I started listening to more and more, and that's how I fell into Clint Coulson. Often, Clint Coulson is a secondary pairing for Steve Tony. So when I was going through the audiofic archive, I downloaded a bunch of Steve Tony, but. I mean, when you look at MCU, there's not a lot of basis for Steve Tony. And so I didn't really like it at first. And it wasn't until I listened to the comics-based stuff that did have more of a basis for Steve Tony that I finally fell in love with it and then came to appreciate all of the MCU Steve Tony. So we'll start talking about those.
0: So Love Among the Hydrothermal Vents by R.S. Creighton. And I wrecked it on Podfic Love, and I, I love this Podfic. It is hilarious. Um, it's hilarious. It's really well done. And this one, again, we have it in MCU, but it really does pool from comics. And a lot of MCU does has some, like, yeah, mashup
2: of, This like, has a lot of here. characters that haven't appeared in MCU yet. Right. So like it, Fantastic Four and Namor, specifically.
0: <laughs> Namor is huge in this. So, <laughs> essentially, they are in Atlantis doing, like, dignitaries yeah like whatever <laughs> being the avengers namor decides to court steve essentially and decides that steve would make a wonderful husband and like a consort on Atlantis
1: oh I know this one it's
0: great it's so good anyways it's really cute and basically to avoid having to marry Neymar or having to continuously turn him down Tony decides that the best option is to pretend to marry Steve so now Steve and Tony are engaged and have this fake relationship when they are both wanting to be in a real relationship. And I, I love the conversation
2: that he later has with Sue Storm, because in the comics Namor constantly tries to woo Sue Storm, and she has a bit of thing for him, because apparently Sue Storm's type is... Assholes. Assholes. Um, like, they're at this, like, engagement party for Steve Tony, and she's like... Oh, it won't stop just because you're married. He'll tone it down, but he will make it clear that he is always DTF. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really, it's a good podfic. And Neymar, for all that he is, kind of an asshole, is also, like... He's a respectful enough. He's a respect, enough. yes. He he isn't, like, it's not total, like, dude Connie. Like, it doesn't super creep you out. It's just more like this guy. Yeah. Like, this guy. <laughs> And apparently he makes up for it by being great in bed. Yeah. Although which, Steve does not want to find out firsthand. Yes. <laughs> it's it's really good, it's cute, and RS Creighton is amazing and I love her voice, so this is Yeah great.
2: In All the Worlds by Calicaria was the first Steve Tony podfic that I listened to before I was into that pairing that I just loved. Mm-hmm. And it's a sentinel AU. AU, but it's like an AU of sentinels. They have that spirit world.
0: animals. and
2: Yeah, and, and it's this really cute one where, like, Tony's a young kid and he's a guide. And he has this, like, bald eagle that he can see that he just, like, naturally assumes is his imaginary friend because no one else can see him. But it turns out that it is a spirit animal or, like, a guide animal, whatever they're calling it because I yeah. think they're less racially appropriate yeah. <laughs> in their term. They are. They are. And he goes and joins, like, guide school. And then, like, at some point when he gets old enough, he realizes, wait, that's not my animal. Mm -hmm. Whose is it? Then it kind of gets to the point where, like, Steve is taken out from the ice and and they're, like, the perfect match guide and sentinel. And it's just – and Clint and Coulson are also a guide and sentinel pair. Although, interestingly enough, it's Coulson who's the sentinel and Clint who's the guide. I would have probably switched them just thinking about it. It works really well in the story. And it's just, yeah, it's really fun. And it deals with, like, that world building
1: really well. Yeah. I enjoy it.
0: It is really good. But the heart, read by DePatty, is and this really cute one. DePatty is such a joy to listen to. She really, she, makes, she just makes you smile when She's you listen to She's so, it. like,
2: cheery when she reads.
0: Mm-hmm. And this one has a
2: lot of irreverently cheery Tony. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and so it's a basically a kid fic where they find... Like, a baby Spider-Man on, like, a spaceship? <laughs> yeah, like he's, like, just floating
2: space. in space. And Tony <laughs> just brings him home.
0: And it's like, I need someone who knows about kids. Captain America should be able to help. And he cannot. But anyway, <laughs> but it's cute, and um, I love kid fic. Kid fake is my jam. Especially the ones where there is, like, a baby Peter Parker. I just, I love that. So, um, this one was really cute. There's a really interesting premise, I guess, of like where they find Spider-Man and how that all works, and Steve Tony with a baby. <laughs>
2: yes, all you're completely really failing need. at a baby. And the next one we have is the Idiot Box, again read by X Men Hater. In it, this is one that is Rule sixty-three. Both Steve and Tony, so it's a fun slash one where they. Again, like the typical kind of start off antagonistic towards each other, and then they end up bonding and falling in love over television, specifically while watching Parks, Parks and, and Rec. Yeah. It's really cool to see like their friendship grow and them getting closer and closer together, and nice to get some lady loving in there. The other thing that I find about Rule 63 a lot, which I love don't get me wrong but a lot of them have like a meta conversation about gender and about the inequalities between genders and how they're they're often perceived as less even if they are not because they are women and this one doesn't have that Mm -hmm. which like i said i love when fics do do that but it can also be refreshing to get a rule 63 Mm -hmm. where that's not the case and it's just fun Mm -hmm. and this one's just it's total fun it's not at all. My usual angst wreck.
0: <laughs> it is not. Average Avengers Local Chapter 7. Oh, that one's so cute.
1: That's the one where they do, like, good deeds, right? Yes. yes. There's two pod fics of it, one
2: by Ashes and Ghost and one by X-Men Hater. And they're just adorable. And I love – that's, like, my favorite kind of, like – It's not quite fourth wall breaking, but ones Mm -hmm. where they bring fans into the picture Mm -hmm. because it's yeah I love that inverse real life fans of the Avengers that just decide to start doing good deeds for everyone and it it, it starts
0: out just so with Steve being like this union guy who's just (laughs) yeah there's the stuff about the rat Scabby the rat I think is it Scabby yeah I don't remember and just going around and being like listen you should have a union and it's just this. Thing, and Tony's just tagging along cuz he just cannot say no to Steve. And
2: yeah, he can actually like make things happen. And then it, it talks a lot about the younger people or just people I creating love like, this movement. Average Avengers, the way it started, it was like kind a, of like a Tumblr type thing. It was like thing. a
0: celebrity blog kind yeah, of Yeah,
2: where they would like take pictures of like Thor eating pop tarts or like <laughs> Natasha grocery shopping. Yeah. Like it was yeah. talking about like Avengers doing average things, but then it turned into this extraordinary thing of average people doing things to help each other out Uh
1: yeah it starts out like that um you know like the front page in gossip magazines like Mm -hmm. stars they're just like us yes yeah Uh yeah that one's really happy making like it's just a feel good perfect like you just kind of like people are great
0: it is yeah yeah i keep that on my ipod i
1: yeah that's a good listen over again one
0: so the next one I have is "You're Not Stubborn, Just
2: Impossible" by Zanger, and I have listened to this podfic so many times because it has so many tropes in it that just work for me. It's a high school AU with AVO. Oh, oh I remember my this gosh!
0: One, where they hate <laughs> each other?
2: Well, yeah, like, they start off... Tony has had a crush on, like, little Steve forever, and then suddenly, like... shit, I'm, like, clicking immediately. (laughs) And then, like, over the summer, like, Steve completely beefs up Uh and, like, becomes dream poet Steve. Tony's an Omega, which is super rare there and not very well respected. Like, his father hates the fact that he's an Omega. He had slept with someone who, like, found it shameful that he slept with an Omega, and he starts beating Tony up, and Steve comes to the rescue. And Tony is not appreciative at all. He's no, like, he's I can fight my own battles, stranger. And then he <laughs> finds out that it's Steve, who he's had a crush on for forever. <laughs> he's,
0: I'm so embarrassed. He's yes, am so upset about it. And,
2: like, Steve, like, genuinely likes Tony, and Tony is just pissed. They're drunk at a party the first time they have sex. And and Steve is, like, just stupid stumbling over words and Tony is taking the exact opposite meaning Mm -hmm. from it and they have sex and they accidentally not which only happens like if (laughs) you're once you're bonded (laughs) yeah so
0: like Tony's like get out get out and Steve's like I can't it's so we can't be bonded (laughs)
1: Oh my god! It's
0: really good. There are like some like heavier moments too when yeah, they talk like, about like his dad. Yeah,
2: like his dad is really not okay with it. He's of this. really
0: awful in this. Like for Steve's mom is awesome in it though. She's amazing. Oh yeah, Steve's mom is usually really good in, like fix yeah.
1: though. Yeah, she has good fandom rep. I think
0: Howard Stark is hit or miss, and in this one, he is a little bit more.
1: Yeah, he's horrible. negatively
0: portrayed. So yeah, if you like, if you like Howard, just you know.
1: Yeah, maybe not that one.
0: And it it's is like. Fun high school,
2: like most of the Avengers are all part of the team, mm-hmm. like they're hanging out. It's mm-hmm. and like stupidly trope filled. in is. all the best it's ways.
1: <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. I'm definitely listening to that one like immediately. <laughs> I mean, you kind of had me at high school. Like, you, <laughs> that's my thing really too. too. And
2: now oh. we're gonna move on to Jen's <laughs> portion <it> right now. <laughs> yeah, get to talk
1: more. Okay, so Steve Bucky. So I have like week and a half of listening and reading nothing but Steve Bucky. So I'm like in it. I'm feeling it. (laughs) (laughs) But the first one is Your 20th Century Boy, written by Gwyneth and read by Rena Jenkins. So I'm following right on with another Rena wreck. And this one, well, the... (laughs) The thing says Bucky Barnes isn't having any of your gendered marketing bullshit. It's so <laughs> good. Is, it's really good. it's like, this is a really short one. It's like less than 15 minutes. And it's just this little fic about, and it's Steve perspective. And it's basically about how one of the things that Bucky has done like since he's lived in the modern century, has just totally embraced the idea that like, you know, throw out all the gender norms I can do whatever I want. He buys these like girl underwear because they don't make, you know, certain Avengers things in guys sizes or whatever. And he's he's just wearing Like nail polish, he's having all these conversations with people about that, where they think that he's going to say something. You know, they expect something from him because of the way he looks. And he's like, no, it's awesome. Tell me where you got it. You know, what color is that or whatever? It's just really funny. And I love Rena the best when she reads really funny stuff, because I just think she has great comic timing. So that really works for this little, it's just really almost a one shot. Like it's not, you know, there's not much to it. It's just Steve kind of being like, I love how Bucky has embraced this completely. And Tony being like weirdly judgmental about it. (laughs) The second one is Goodbye, Piccadilly, Farewell, Leicester Square. And the podfic is by Podcast. It's written by Speranza. And basically, this is like a time travel disaster kind of thing. They, you know, they're on a mission and they get this portal and they don't know what it does. Um, and then they're like, oh, they sort of talk about it. And they think it's like some kind of time travel thing. And Steve is like, all right, that's me. I'm done. And jumps right into it. Like, I want to go back. And the rest of the story is like all these flash back and forths. Um, 1944, like they basically, they're like, okay, we have to go back and see if we can get to him before he, you know, messes with his past or his future, you know. I mean before they first go through like as soon as he jumps back they end up in this alternate timeline where like the Nazis have won very much like the castle in the high tower or whatever the, the similar kind of idea where you know the fact that Steve went back and did whatever he's about to do means that then we didn't win and so you know butterfly effect and yeah. all that I can just see Steve taking that so well <laughs> <laughs> I know right yeah so the whole so it's quite a cool fic because it's kind of um, you know it's back in the past and it's and a lot of also like they see him with Bucky in the time period, so there's a couple PO views in it. So I like podcast a lot as well. I feel like she's not. We don't always have a fandom crossover, so it's nice when she reads something that isn't something that I read in.
2: I've been listening to a lot of her X Men stuff lately. It's great.
1: See, your next one's France as well. It is, yeah. And this one is read by Revolutionary Joe. It's four minute window. I love Revolutionary Joe. So you she's know. so great. She's so great. And this. This story is is so good for her because it's like, it's quite an, an intense story. And she really ratchets up the intensity pretty well. Like the idea is, you know, Bucky's at large and Steve is... In this, you don't feel like he's as close to the members of his team. Like, there's a level of distrust happening. Part of it is they're trying to protect him, but he is, like, chafing against that protection, particularly from Natasha. Like, even though they are kind of close, she's kind of leading the team that is shadowing him. So there's these agents on him, like, all the time, S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. And he's making them all over the place. Like, he's always like, that guy's an agent, that guy's an agent. And then they're like, crap, you made me, you know, whatever, and get kicked off the detail. And the four-minute window thing is that that's literally the amount of time he has to disappear before, you know, the alert goes out. You know, we need to lock everything down kind of thing. And Bucky is like appearing to him secretly, basically having come back to himself and saying, you know, we, we should go away together. And so it's like the whole fic is them kind of planning this out and then... Actually managing the escape, and in there you have some stuff with Natasha where she actually realizes what's happening and decides, kind of tacitly, gives her approval. It's a really interesting fic. It's quite cool, and the pod fic has this tense atmosphere. It's long. It's like two and a half, I mean not super long, but it's like two and a half hours. And you really kind of you feel that as they close the agents down, and Bucky and Steve are like trying to plan with the blueprints of Grand Central Station and like where he can disappear out. So the end, there's this great payoff with like their kind of secret life you know, just a normal life that they managed to escape to. Like they just don't want to be a part of it anymore, basically. The next one is the Stephen G. Rogers Guide to What You Missed the Last Few Years by Cellar Door. And it's written by What Alchemy. I mean, this is one of those kind of trope ones, right? Where Bucky's trying to get used to being in the future and Steve's already done this, you know, a period of time ago. And so he's watching all of this stuff happen to Bucky and he's trying to not hurry him along, but he's trying to help him out with it. And obviously, like every time you look at Bucky, like adjusting to modern life, he's not just adjusting in the way that Steve was, but he also has all this programming and these years in between where he actually was alive, just like not as himself. So, you know, there's that extra layer of trauma that you do see show up in Fix a lot, which, you know, is very interesting. It's just the two of them all the way through and kind of bit by bit as various things that they work together on and then ends with the idea of like, they see a couple on the train, a, a female couple on the train. And it's like, Bucky's made so uncomfortable by it, because it scares him, you know, like, don't they realize that even today, there's still people who aren't going to, you know, take nicely to that. And Steve's like, no, it's okay now. And Bucky's kind of like, you're such a, you're so naive, you're such a romantic, you know, but they do kind of that he comes around in the end kind of thing, you know, like, so I, I don't know, I just like, it's, it's a nice growth of like, Bucky's like nervousness about everything he has like a breakdown in a grocery store really early on it's not a very long piece either actually and it's just Steve kind of coming along with him because he feels like he's already got the hang of it all and he just needs to like help Bucky get where he is the next one is another short one the not Christmas not truce of 1944 by C.C. Rambles and it's written by drop dead dream And this one is, I mean, if you know what the Christmas truce of 1914, you know, where like the Germans and the the Brits like came over the no man's land and like had Christmas dinner or whatever, you know, they didn't fight on that day. Well, this is like, it's not Christmas. And also there's not a truce. It's the most ridiculous story. They're in the trenches and they don't know what's going on. And there's a little bit of back and forth between like, you know, whoever's there. There's a young kid and, and a couple other soldiers. Something's going on. They can't tell what. And like Bucky sticks his head out and there's like a cow. Oh, I've listened to this one around in the middle of the field and then it's kind of like everything just goes crazy like yeah. the germans race for it and they race for it like there's this line like halfway through which is actually in the summary it just says bucky stabs a man in the neck the cow moves and it's so <laughs> amazing in the podfic. like that bit like she just says it so like beautifully deadpan
2: sissy rambles uh, is really great, great at humor
1: yeah It's just so good because like this fic is hilarious and it totally works in the pod fic. It's just it's ridiculous, right? It's this ridiculous situation. And Bucky is so funny. And he's just like, it's a goddamn cow. And he's just like up. And Steve is like, no. <laughs> yeah. And then he kind of follows behind him. And they're like killing people, like kind of clear the field. And like, they're such city boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then that's kind of end base. They're like, get this cow. It's dead. The Germans are all dead. And they're kind of like, wait, now, what do we do? Does anybody know how to do this? And like the kid who's like a Texan is like, I do. And Bucky's like, I like this guy. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just good. That's definitely for me, like one of those, like, just make me smile. Just listen to it quick.
2: Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun.
1: And let's see. The next one is But We Can Try by Kelly Kiria. And it's written by Hetres. This is a longer one. It's like two hours or something. Oh, It's a really lovely story. It's like Steve and Bucky and they're, you know, they're living together. Like Bucky is himself and he's kind of like getting back, but he's got a lot of you know, just the same old kind of problems with like, he doesn't think he's worthy or he has issues with his arm and like, feels like Steve is kind of treating him with kid gloves and that kind of stuff. And they have a conversation where Bucky's like, you know, stop looking at me like that. Like, I can't take the pressure of, you know, what you want from me. I'm okay. And Steve starts drawing him these pictures to like, make him feel better. So he he draws him one, like, and he's like, I like your arm. Like, you know, cause Bucky has said something about his arm or whatever. And it's like, it's like a picture of Bucky and his arm. And then Steve just staring at him, like, Your arm is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And he draws him these pictures all the way through and Bucky just keeps being like, like, and after a while he stops giving them to him because Bucky is like, I get it. You're trying to make me feel better. Stop it. But it's always like Bucky does something you know in a fight and he feels bad about whatever but steve's like watching him and like how amazing he moves and everything so he draws like this mate this action scene and then he's like i like the way you fight or like there's one where he sees bucky with his hair you know and he writes he draws this picture of him like pulling his hair up and it's like i like your hair like like, that's so cute it's so funny and towards the end you get like a scene where you know they they have a confrontation where he's like Bucky's like look you know I'm not him I'm not your friend and Steve's like no you don't understand that's not what I'm trying to say that's not what I wanted you know I love that guy but I also love you you're totally different but you're a person that's really important to me and he brings out like all these pictures he's drawn and Bucky is like what (laughs) like this pile of I like you for this reason and then Bucky is just like okay he's like you've just drawn me like a million love notes and they get together (laughs) So it's super cute. It's Cali and she does romance. Steve, like it's a Steve voice all the way through. He's so angsty and like, you're just like. It sounds cute. He's like, whatever he does, he can't. Bucky's just like, you don't, you're, you don't, I don't understand. You don't really mean it. And he's like, what I do, I'll draw you another picture.
2: So those are the three main slash pairings. But Avengers really does ship just everyone with everyone. Mm -hmm. So there are like other big slash pairings. Tony Bruce, Loki Tony, Thor Loki, Steve Sam, and more that I'm I'm just not even remembering. Although it's funny, Tony Loki is a fairly popular fic pairing, but there's surprisingly little pod fic for Mm it.
0: But also there's a surprisingly little Steve Sam. Um. But that's just full stop. That is that is we do need just in general more Steve Sam fan works out there. That,
2: that should happen. And I don't listen to as many other pairings, but I did want to throw out that if you are interested in Tony Bruce, check out The Lady Smell S M A E L L. I'm sorry for mispronouncing that because they have a lot of Tony Bruce podfic. SK Lee has recorded a bunch of Nick Fury Phil Coulson podfics. So if you're interested in those pairings, I suggest you check out their work. We didn't have a lot of recs for the other pairings, but I did want to give an honorable mention to Extremely Hot and Currently Female by Greedy Dancer. It is a Loki-Tony podfic where Tony keeps accidentally sleeping with Loki. Like there's this ongoing thing where someone asks like, how many people have you slept with? And Tony has like an exact number of like this many girls, this many guys. And then eventually he goes... And one god of undeterminate gender. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. Greedy Dancer is just hilarious in it. Mm-hmm. She is such a good... I just love her stuff. Mm-hmm. It's good. So from here, we're going to move on to Het. To slash.
0: <laughs> so there are a lot of canon pairings that feature... Uh, have a lot of podfick parts. So there's Steve Peggy. There's Tony Pepper. Thor Jane. All of that good stuff. And then there is also like a lot of works that featured Darcy as I referred her as like, the fandom bicycle or the, or the, little, little, black, black dress. the little black dress yeah. a lot of Darcy pairings out there all really really fantastic
2: and I will just put this out there the queen of
0: het podfic black glass if you are interested in het she's your girl she is and she's wonderful and will give you so many wrecks, like has so many amazing podfics that she's done and like a lot of what we're gonna wreck right now is yeah her pod but yeah just a blanket wreck for her
2: so we have a couple of pairings with various wrecks. The biggest one being Steve Darcy. Merry Fuck Kill by Black Glass. And it is hilarious. Where basically all of the women of S.H.I.E.L.D. start a Merry Fuck Kill with The Avengers, and it
0: drives the men like crazy. Like Tony, in particular, Tony's like trying to bribe his way off of
2: everyone's kill list because pretty much everyone has Tony as kill. (laughs) And when Darcy's like looking over the spreadsheet, she's like. There are not many people into Thor, and it turns out that like Jane's been tampering with the (laughs) spreadsheets. Yeah. Because she doesn't want anyone. And the entire time, like, Steve keeps trying to figure out who Darcy put down.
0: Yes. Because
2: he is interested in her. And it's really adorable and really cute. And the summary talks about Thor being a llama.
0: Yeah. It's just (laughs) it's a good I would invest in this topic. So, rule number nine, another one by Black Glass, really good. And yeah, basically, it's one where Darcy and Steve are fuck buddies. And she has this, like, list of rules that they can't violate in order for them to remain good fuck buddies. And it's just really hilarious. And And there's a slow descent of them just slowly breaking all these rules. Yeah, like, just one by one they break it. And rule
2: number nine is, like, no feelings or something like that. it's,
0: It's a cute one and a lot of really good, like, sex scenes on it if that's your jam. And and just like a slow build of them like developing yeah because it's,
2: it's a longer one and it just gives a really good build
0: mm-hmm.
2: the next one is the direction series by Leanna bob only the first three that Leanna bob has recorded i actually have another part from that down in the gen section that i'm gonna rock by another pot faker but it's this steve darcy one and it's like, it's another one that just does a really nice build, and Darcy does a lot of taking care of Steve in this. Like, Steve is just, you know, it's, it's yeah. yeah,
0: it's like a hard thing that he's going through. Like, you can see in a lot of the Marvel movies that Steve just, you know, has a hard time adjusting, which makes sense. He's dealt with a lot, and this potfic deals really well with Darcy helping him adjust. Yeah,
2: and like, Steve's a virgin when they get together, and it's just, they end up meeting her family. It's, it's just a lot of fun.
0: We only have one for Darcy and Bruce. This one, honestly, is just fantastic, and it's "She Blinded Me with Political Science," read by Litra.
2: Yeah, and it's just like I just love this one. So, actually, funny story: I read it, and I like as soon as I read it, I'm like, I'm gonna have to podfic this. And then, like the next day, Litra put out a podfic for it. And I'm like, yes, no, I don't need to. It's a multi-voice one, but Leitra did, like, the the part of it and was the one that organized everyone. So, Avengers the movie happened, and Darcy is hanging around the Avengers and being like, they have a bit of a PR problem, and she's a political (laughs) science major. And she starts, like, watching the coverage that they're getting, and she, like, starts coaching them, and eventually she becomes their PR manager. But it's really cute. There's stuff like she and Steve bond while like helping rebuild the neighborhoods that were affected by it. And So she starts dating Bruce, and because Darcy is a good person, but not always the most studious, she never read the S.H.I.E.L.D. handbook that she was given. And, like, the first page is all this information about, like, Dr. Bruce Banner is the Hulk. Do not make him angry and run if he looks angry. And she never read any of that. So she started flirting with Bruce and had no idea he was the Hulk.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of really good stuff about Bruce, like, mentioning, like, the other guy. And she being like, what other guy? Like, what are you talking about? I'm interested in you. And she is so
2: (laughs) confused. So now we're going to move on to Darcy Clint.
0: A lot of good ones for that, too.
2: There's a lot of them. I don't have that many wrecked, but there's certainly a lot out there. It's
0: more of a timed thing.
2: Like, Having a Bit of a Day Here by Black Glass. It's a fun one where, like, she gets a superpower and she, like, starts using it a little bit more in action and like clint is being like really worried very mother hen like oh my god oh my god very don't cute. do that because like i think she finds out by being like dropped or something <laughs> like that from a couple stories that's a
0: little scary
2: yeah so she keeps giving clint heart attacks and he keeps being like please stop honey very cute. but it's it's cute The last Darcy pairing that we have a ruck for is Darcy Loki. And it is Darcy Lewis, Agent of HYDRA. And it is also by Litra, And it is just, it's ridiculous and fun. Like, this whole time, Darcy has been working for HYDRA. And she went undercover as Jane's intern so that she could spy on her. Because they were interested in her technology, I guess. And, like, she's trying to deal with, like the hierarchy of Hydra and she keeps being like shunted around and then like Loki gets a thing for her and starts doing all these dramatic gestures and is already having trouble being taken seriously at Hydra and having like a room full of teddy bears delivered to the, the super secret Hydra compound that no one should be able to find all addressed to her is not helping her street cred. So it's kind of cute. So
0: we're moving on to Clint and Natasha, which is also really fantastic pairing. We were emergencies,
2: and both Night Tracer and Revolutionary Joe have made podfix of this story. It's like kind of a heartbreaking one. Yeah. Because it takes place right after Avengers. After the events of the movie, Clint's like, What's up, Nat? And Nat's like, um, what? <laughs> Do I know you? No, she's she knows him, but she just she's like, What are you talking about? And he's like we're together. And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, we've been dating for years. She's like, I think Loki fried your brain. And Clint's like, I think he fried your brain. So they end up going to a safe house that's like remote. They're trying to work out which of them has correct memories. And they don't know. So either like they've been best buds this whole time, or they've been dating this whole time, and they don't know which one's right. Aww. It's a good one. Does um, it
0: end happily? Were... Yeah,
2: it ends happily. So the last head pairing that we have is Pepper Tony, although it's not anywhere close to the last head pairing in the fandom. Definitely keep looking if that's what you're interested in. And it's The Tongues of Men and Angels. And it's not, like, super focused on Tony Pepper, but it's, like, a nice established relationship one that has some nice interactions. And it's one where Tony got Extremis a little bit more like the comics than MCU. And it's kind of like him driving home with Pepper after getting it. And, like, suddenly his brain is a computer and talking to Jarvis and the bots and Pepper being there. And it's just, it's a cute little view into their relationship.
0: Awesome. So, yeah, like Lindsay said, there's a ton of really awesome hat stuff out there. Lots of pairings. Really, Avengers is an awesome fandom for like, you can find a pairing that really fits with you and that you really enjoy. There's a lot of options.
2: The only thing that you sometimes have to watch out for is, especially if the pairing is canon. Sometimes it gets tagged that way. Like, that's one of the reasons why I didn't have more Pepper Tony. Yeah. I have a ton of things tagged Pepper Tony in my iTunes library. But a bunch of them, I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's just because they're canon. And yeah. that's, the story is not
0: about them. Yes. But anyways, um, moving on to our next category, we're going to talk about Fem Slash now. And for this, our two main pairings that we have are... Maria and Natasha, and then Pepper Nat. So for the Maria and Natasha one, we have hashtag Girl Avenger or how Natasha trended on Twitter and saved the world. And this one also has two podfics, one by Aris Creighton and one by Rena Jenkins. Both are fantastic. This is a really, really fun story. And it actually is just really, like, Natasha-centric basically has there's this hashtag GirlAvenger that initially begins trending on Twitter and is filled with a lot of really misogynistic, awful things and then a bunch of people come together and like, Let's reclaim this. Like Girl Avenger is the best Avenger. And it's really interesting like pod fic looks at fandom interactions like um uh, media interacting with like celebrities, and so it has natasha on twitter and it actually has a really really cute like steve where he's like the strongest supporter of girl avenger and is always talking about how, like amazing natasha is it's really cute so it is more natasha centric but there is some really awesome nat maria hill in this really cute of them like working together and then hanging out after work and just like having this really cute relationship so the next one we have is pepper natasha Mm -hmm. who you are when you're with me by x-man hater and this one's a cute pepper nat one where it's a shorter one but it's kind of spans them building the relationship when Nat was still undercover as Natalie Rushmore and kind of bonding with Pepper over the course of that undercover work and then coming back after it's been revealed that she's Natasha and kind of being like, hey, can we talk? And them kind of navigating their relationships throughout both of those phases. And it's cute and Pepper and Natasha are fantastic in it and just have a really interesting relationship. I really enjoyed it.
2: My next track is Invitations by X-Men Hater as well. And it is one where, like, someone's stealing Stark tech. Natasha is going to go undercover. She asks Pepper for, like, help with her cover. And she's, like, pretending to be, like, some sort of, like, princess or some piece of royalty from Europe. They're, like, in, like, a summer home area where everyone has, like, big cottages or whatever. And it's very old rich. And Pepper's dealing a little bit with the fact that she's new rich. And obviously Natasha's pretending to be old rich if she's pretending to be royalty of some sort. And it's just that, like, some fun spy stuff, but also girls hanging out and falling in love so that one's fun
0: so uh, like a really popular tag on avengers in avengers fandom is like everyone is poly because avengers <laughs> yeah there's a lot of really yeah. awesome like poly or morsems fic um there's a so lot of like team sex fic yeah and <laughs>
2: not as many podfics for it. well no um. there
0: is some And so we have a small little list of a couple really awesome ones that came to mind. So I'm going to start with Put Away Childish Things by Calakiria. And it's an OT9 one. So it's like literally everyone in Avengers plus... Some girlfriends. Yeah. Plus Coulson and Pepper. And Jane. And Jane, I think. It's great. It's fantastic. And it's actually interesting because for a large majority of it, it's like a de-aged fic. So tony gets de-aged down and it's kind of the team helping him and like dealing with kind of raising him while remembering that he was their partner and like in this like large relationship that they had and it's like a really sweet kind of casual polyamory type thing that they have going on and everyone just kind of loves each other and is helping tony like kind of grow up essentially throughout this pod fic he does get turned back and there's some really awesome scenes in it but it's a really good one a really like awesome team feels one as well as like a polyamorous everyone ot9 one but it's really good i would recommend it so
2: the next one called here waiting do you see me by green iron And it is a Clint, Coulson, Natasha, and I love Team Delta stuff. I love those three, the three of them. I wish that there was more like thick of the three of them together before like Avengers, Mm -hmm. but I always have trouble finding them. So if anyone has any racks, please send them my way. It's a really emotional one where they're out on a mission and Clint realizes that Coulson and Natasha are sleeping together. And it's always been the three of them, they all take care of each other and he just, the fact that he didn't know that they were keeping it a secret from him hurts him and he feels left out and he doesn't really know how to deal with it and he feels jealous, but he feels jealous of both of them because the truth is he's in love with both of them. Coulson and Natasha have this ongoing relationship, but they very clearly love Clint too they're trying to, like, refigure out their relationship and trying to convince Clint that he's welcome with them because Clint just is, like, feels like a third wheel or, like, he's going to break them up. And he stops even being, like, the friend that he had been because he just doesn't know how to react around them when they're dating. And so it's them getting it all together and getting together. And it's beautiful. Nice. So the next one is HD181068. And there are podfics of it by both Cantarina and Calakiria. And it has Darcy Jane, Jane Thor, and then ultimately Darcy Jane Thor. And it's one where like kind of when the events of Thor, Darcy and Jane start sleeping together. And they've got like, it's pretty casual. but so When Thor shows up and Jane falls for Thor, Darcy kind of realizes that, oh, it wasn't quite as casual as I thought. And is sad that now she's lost her girlfriend. And afterwards, when Thor leaves and Jane's not with him at the moment because she doesn't know where Thor is. It's them trying to figure out because they miss each other. But she also misses Thor. And they end up... Thor, like, comes down and is like, we can make this work. Like, it doesn't have to be one or the other. It can be both. And, like, I just remember, like, one of the end scenes is he's going around, like, introducing his two girlfriends to everyone. He's so proud.
0: That's so cute.
2: It's very cute.
0: So we actually have, like, a surprising amount of Jen for this. And it's awesome because Avengers is really good for, like, the team feels, the family feels. Um, so much that you sometimes don't even realize. Like, I didn't even realize half of these were Jen. But they yeah. are. Um, and it's really good stuff. So the first one we have, Lindsay has wrecked. This is the pudfic that I pulled Jess into this She did. She did. <laughs> Through the Glass by Leanna Bob. And it is a Clint-centric absolutely heartbreaking podfic. it's wonderful <laughs> but it's like a six hour podfic. and just this to is, give a quick context yeah
2: this is what started our relationship of me sending her heartbreaking yeah thing. it did
0: um we were driving back from toronto, toronto and she put this on in the last like leg of it and got me immediately hooked Even though it was a six hour one, we only got through like the first two while we were driving.
2: And let me tell you, it is a joy to listen to Podvick with someone like Jess. Because she just kept being like, what
1: are they doing?
2: And there was so much great commentary going on. I am a very reactive person. It was beautiful.
0: In general. So this story, really, really awesome, Clint-centric, it has, I mean, I do think we should probably give, like, quick warnings for mind control. Yeah. So the premise is they are trying to recruit Clint for S.H.I.E.L.D., and he keeps turning them turning them down, and this one guy who just- like has a scientist. Who just has really high aspirations, like, he wants to go far in S.H.I.E.L.D., and is just not yeah. cut out, like, they just are not seeing it, concocts this- Thing and they get kind of hand wavy with the science on it, which yes, good, which is good. Where he basically puts Clint under mind control to the extent that like Clint is still himself and recognizes like what he like he still has agency, but he isn't able to. Well- He still has his. He's still himself. He's not like mindlessly, yeah, uh, mind controlled.
2: But he loses his agency, basically.
0: Think like Ella Enchanted. So like, if he gets a direct command, there's a handful of rules. But basically, if he gets a direct command from someone in Shield, he has to follow through. And this scientist did it all in the down low. No one in yeah, no one in Shield knows. Especially since the scientist, unfortunately,
2: air quotes, dies fairly soon into this. Yeah, he
0: dies fairly quickly. But that doesn't really. Clint from his control. So this spans like 10 years. 10 or so years of like Clint, you know, going up in the rank through S.H.I.E.L.D. He's an awesome agent, learning to trust Coulson, becoming an Avenger. All of this with no one knowing until... And I mean, I guess we don't want to spoil the end. I don't know if you've spoiled the end in the past. It's really good. It it has a happy ending. It does. It's really good. A lot of Clint feels. It's a little, like,
2: pre-slash
0: for Clint Coulson. Yeah. They definitely have, like, a strong relationship. A strong relationship, but... It's just really awesome, and Clint is really fantastic, and I think it build up his character. It, it's what made me really like Clint and Colson. It was
2: one of the first podfics I listened to, yeah. and that's also why I got into Clint I, Colson when I started. I
0: s- still have a huge soft spot for Clint because of this podfic, I think. So and Lenawald Bob obviously is fantastic for it.
2: The next one I have is Far Better Things Ahead. And it's also by Rena Jenkins. And it's a again an outside perspective one. It takes place after Iron Man 3. After they pulled the bots from the ocean, Ocean. after the Malibu house fell into it, the bots were put in storage for a while. And it is about this person that works at a Stark Industries warehouse who has been given the job of talking to the salvage for an hour every day. And she just goes into the restricted section where the salvage is and sees the bots and starts like cleaning them up, like bringing them notes and newspaper clippings about what's happened with Tony while he's gone. And it's just, it's cute. I like it a lot. So Star Spangles by Lutzala. This is the one that's part of that series that I mentioned above. That Steve, right, The
0: Directions. So this one is kind of like a prequel to Directions. It really kind of just does standalone. It's, it's super standalone. You don't need to listen to the rest. But in case you want to, like, yeah. it does technically go with the series. And it's basically Steve set back during his time as a. Bond seller in the, in, the USO USO, in the USO tours. And it's just all about Steve and these USO girls. And, and what he learns from them, <laughs> yes. really. And it's a really, really good one of like Steve, like bonding with these girls and the like, things he's learning from them. And it's a really sweet one. Like, I don't hear a lot about them, so it's always nice to have stories about yeah. these USO girls. I imagine he was very really close to being on tour with them for a very long time. It's a really good one. I would definitely recommend it.
2: Going back to some of the darker rucks from Just, me. God damn it, Lindsay. Silvertongue by Leanna Bob. Apparently Leanna Bob and I are on the same, same wavelength. wavelength of like angst ridden. Although I think the next one is going to be a jokey one by Leanna Bob that you can talk about. Anyways, oh. this one's Silver Tongue, and it is Loki centric. And I'm not a huge Loki fan, mostly because I'm like, dude, you did horrible things and I don't really forgive you. And this one deals honestly with that. Like, it starts off where Loki is back on Asgard in jail, and he's talking with Thor. And he's like, do you love me, Thor? And Thor's like, yes. And he's like, do you love me more than your friends? Yes. Do you love me more than Asgard? Yes. Do you love me more than Midgard? Yes. And he keeps asking him, like, what do you love me more than, Thor? And the only thing that Thor pauses on is Jane. Loki's entire goal in this story is to make Thor stop loving him. And so he's like, I guess I gotta go kill Jane. But then he ends up like trying to bring Jane onto his side for reasons that I don't want to give away because it it would be kind of spoilery to do it. But he has his reasons and his reasons are mostly good intentioned despite the horrible things that he's willing to do. So it's a good look into like the crazy cat brain that loki has like the really ass backwards way he goes about doing things
0: so this next one is called the joke by leanna bob and this is a fun one actually it's really funny it's really cute it's a bit shorter yeah but it's basically one where steve can pick up thor's hammer right but he didn't realize that this was like a, thing. a rare thing. Like he, for whatever reason, thought that everyone was just joking when they talked about Thor's hammer and are like talking about not being able to pick it up. He thought they were just being like lazy or yeah, a like joke. everyone
2: like complains. Thor will just like leave his hammer in the middle of the hallway, and everyone's like, "God damn it, Thor!" And Steve's, Steve's like, like, "Just move Why? it, guys." Yeah,
0: and it's really funny, really cute of Steve just moving it, and then eventually someone like sees him do it, and they're just like, "Whoa!" and are losing their shit, and Steve's like. I really don't understand the big deal right now. And I love ones where Steve can lift Thor's hammer.
2: This is a Bucky feels one. It is called Bucky and Mr. Rogers. And it is read by Crowlery. And it is... It's adorable. (laughs) It is one where Bucky and Steve start living together. And it's not the 40s anymore, but like... They still kind of treat it like where there's more community and less stranger danger. And Bucky kind of like adopts some neighborhood kids. I think he might even be babysitting them at one point. But it's just about them like connecting with their community and like Bucky using the people around him to try and get like more comfortable with himself after Winter Soldier and stuff like that. It's it's great. So the next one I have is That Kind of Day, and it is read by podcast, And it is from the point of view of the person Steve and Natasha, they stole their pickup truck in Winter Soldier. And, like, this person comes home, like, after having a shitty week where her truck was stolen and then, like, helicopters falling out of the sky and she gets home and the Winter Soldier's in her apartment looking for Captain America and she's just like why are you here then? (laughs) And like they're just sitting there silently in her living room and she's like, can I get you something to drink? And then being like, he's holding me hostage. Why am I offering him drinks? And it's just like this total outside perspective of this person like freaking the fuck out because Bucky of course knows that Steve is going to come and repay her for the truck that he stole. The next one we have is Strawberries in Wintertime and it is read by PodCast. It's a Sam-centric one, again, post-Winter Soldier. And the summary of, of it is how Sam's apartment turns into a hangout for superheroes, spies, and rogue assassins. And it's just one of those ones where, like, in the movie, Steve shows up with Natasha in tow being like, can we stay here? Everyone's trying to kill us. And that just keeps continuing where, like, all the superheroes start visiting Sam. And Sam's like, what is my life? <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. And that is all of our wrecks.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> But yeah, like I guess as is just a quick final note, like Avengers is a really I mean obviously I'm quite biased, but Avengers is an awesome fandom. There's, there's a kind lot of Yeah, there's stuff. a lot. There's kind of a little something for everyone. And I mean we didn't this is Avengers specific, but like Marvel in general has some really awesome like there's Agents of Shield, there's
2: Yeah, like I had a young Avengers wreck that I ended up deleting because we had enough. And there's Agents of Shield stuff. There's the movie versus growing even more with like Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Like there's a lot going on in Marvel. And that's not even counting like the Marvel movie franchises that are owned by different studios like X Men and Fantastic Four and mm-hmm. stuff. So there is so much to do in Marvel, and Avengers is a particularly strong part of that fandom. I'm having a lot of fun in it. I am too. It's been like four years at this point or something for me. Shit, it's gone on three. So I think we're gonna end it here. If anyone has any recs that they would like to give of their favorite Avengers stuff, please, please leave us a talk back.
1: So that is our episode full of recs. I hope you enjoyed this very deep dive into <laughs> Avengers fandom. A lot of recs. <laughs>
2: Sorry yeah, it went on it-
1: so long, <laughs> impressive amount. Um, I should give a small shout out to my friend John of Many a True Nerd on YouTube. Um, but otherwise, we are done for the month. And we will see you next month when Dodie and I will be talking all about GarageBand. Goodbye. Bye. 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 mm